Hello and welcome back to the Find Your Feet podcast, a podcast show dedicated to helping you get closer to your true authentic self by helping you find your feet in life. Today we had the pleasure of being joined by Kirsten Rayner, who is a mindset coach and meditation teacher and she helps people navigate the messy middle and not only that, she's just a full-time legend, one of the most amazing <laughs> women ever. I just think she's absolutely yeah, great. I love her. She's full of the best energy ever and of course her and Emily Roberts have created Monday Network, which is the new podcast network we have signed with, which we talk about within this episode. Yeah. It's all very exciting, guys. Ah, it's also exciting. So yeah, we explain a little bit more about Monday Network and what it is, why Kirsty and Em started it and what to kind of expect to come in the future with it, as well as talking all about Kirsty's journey because she's had a really, really interesting career journey. So if you're someone who's been maybe wanting to make a big change in your career, go into a new different industry that you've never been in before, maybe you've discovered a new passion that you want to follow, this episode will really inspire you to do that because you'll get to mm-hmm. hear straight from Kirsty her own experience of doing that from swapping from 10 years in London in the PR scene swapping over into the wellness world and how that experience has been for her and she's she's a girl boss so mm. this is going to inspire you um and it's just so lovely to chat with Kirsty because we just love her so much yeah yeah she's an absolute vibe and she's just so like comforting she really helps you come back to your power and helps you realize that we're just here to have a good time yeah love her love her so i hope you guys enjoy this episode Today we are joined by Kirsty Rayner. She is a coach, transformational coach. She's a yoga teacher, a meditation teacher, and you've also had 10 years experience in the PR and media world. And we're really excited to chat to you today all about your journey and like how you transitioned your career into the wellness world. Um, Because I think so many people like know feel pigeonholed into one role and I love your story of how you moved into something else and you've built this big sort of personal brand and you're doing podcasting and all the Monday network and everything we're going to talk about today as well um but would you just like to introduce yourself to the audience let them know a little bit about you what you do and your journey to where you are now well I mean what an intro how am I going to live up to that (laughs) yeah so I started um years ago I kind of was 21 and I was like mom I'm just gonna move to London for a year don't worry about it I'm obviously northern um and you know 15 years later I'm still here um I just I, I fell in love with the lifestyle, the opportunity, the abundance of people that you meet, you know, every single day is totally different, right? You meet the most just wonderful, eclectic mix of people. Um, And that's what I really loved. And I was very blessed to have really cool jobs in media. You know, I worked for Hello Magazine when it was the Royal Wedding. Um, I worked for Shortlist, for Stylist Magazine. You know, these amazing, amazing brands that were at the forefront of of the industry at the time. Um, And with that came loads of opportunity and loads of exposure. So I was always very good at building relationships with brands and uh, pitching to brands and was never really afraid because I was like, the worst they can say is no. Like, is that really going to like define your whole day? I'm not entirely sure, right? <laughs> so I had a mini hiatus in that. When I was 24, I went traveling on my own. I would kind of was in this company and I'd got as far as I could get. And, you know, they wanted to promote me, but 
I was almost too young for that job at that level. And I really, really knew that, you know, I would have been managing people much older than me. Like it didn't feel right for me. I was very, very career driven. And so because of that, in the three years, I'd got very far, but I just wanted to do something for me before I kind of got into the world of like, this is it now, you know, I'm going to be in my career. And so I booked a ticket. I went to India by myself for like three months. <laughs> My mom was like, I'm sorry, what? <laughs> Where, where's the conversation before you go? I was like, no, it's going to be fine. And then kind of like Southeast Asia for three months. And I just completely fell in love with yoga. Now I'd been practicing yoga since I was uh, about 19, but like absolutely fell in love with it in India. Was obsessed, was doing it every day, you know, and I wanted to really pursue that interest. And what was it about yoga that I loved? And I think the difference in my original desire to go into it was it was about the feeling, right? It was about this feeling that you can create with your mind, your body, and your breath. And it's all for free. And it's not really about the postures and what you can do and, and, you know, um, you have to be able to do a handstand or or only people go to this class if they're good enough for this. I'm like, that is a load of, can I swear on your podcast? Yeah, yeah, we swear too much. It's a load of shit, right? (laughs) (laughs) It's just a load of shit. I was like, that you are isolating this whole bunch of people who are nervous to walk into a studio. So, you know, I found my little yoga tribe. I came back, I was working in media and I'm going to save up to do my yoga teacher training. And I want to go to this really amazing um, school that I'd found in Hawaii. And so when I was 29, I was like, you know what, Saturn returned, I'm off. (laughs) (laughs) And I thought, um, if it doesn't work out, I can always get another job. Like I really was quite fearless. And the times were different then as well. I must say we're living in an unprecedented time, right? So I don't think to be that carefree is that easy now. But at that time, I knew that probably my old job would take me back or I'd just get a different job. So I was like, I'm just going to go and see what happens. Because I had that background in working in media, I really did have a step up as well. I must say I knew how to create a brand. I knew how to communicate. I knew how to build social media. It all really helped. And I did my yoga teacher training and I came back and I loved it. And I immersed myself in so much. I had like saved for a year. So I was like, I'm fine for a year. And I taught loads for free and I taught for brands and uh, amazing kind of companies that I really looked up to. And I said, can I just come and do some free sessions? If you like it, you can book me off the back of that built the backbone of my business. So, you know, we can talk more about that on the corporate side of stuff if you want to, but that really is a fundamental part of my business. And I did all that because I put myself out there for free in the beginning. And I think it's a really important thing to know your value and know your worth, but also know that you re- it really is a relationship dynamic and it really is give and take. So you have to offer something that the client cannot refuse, which was the same principle in anything in media and go there, you know, full throttle. Like I used to carry around like a suitcase with all the yoga mats in. I'm not even joking, like just (laughs) trawling around like the tube. Like I was like buckaroo every day, just going to all these different places. But off the back of that, you know, I built these amazing relationships. So fast forward a few years, <laughs> I ran a half marathon. God, this is a really long, by the way, monologue. No, it's no, good. It love it. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> I've had a coffee. I'm like ready. Um, <laughs> I ran a half marathon. Why? Don't ask me. And I had needed hip surgery, basically. I mean, that's a very shortened 
like story. I went through a lot of pain. I was waiting for ages for surgery. Luckily, I'm very blessed. I got my hip surgery just before the pandemic hit, like literally the month before. Otherwise, it would have been cancelled. So I'm very, very lucky in that sense. But also because of the pandemic, I couldn't have physio. So my recovery has been very, very slow. Um, I think in those initial few months, you know, you really needed physio and I couldn't have it. And so because of that, I was forced to slow down and I really thought about what I want to do. And I'd been presented about, you know, being a coach before. Do you know Lucy Sheridan? You follow Lucy Sheridan. I don't know. She's like, yeah, she's amazing. She's like the comparison coach, right? And years ago, she said to me, Have you ever thought about being a coach? And I was like, No. Like, (laughs) nobody would listen to me. Like, why would I? I'm just like this, like, loud northerner running around on the tube constantly, you know, buckets of energy. And she's like, Yeah, but what you're doing and creating is the same thing. It's a feeling for somebody, right? But it's just a different modality. And so I, I began to train. So I really, you know, threw myself into it again. And I had the same principle. I did about 100 hours for free with clients. You know, I really, really wanted to coach people who were quite difficult so that I would learn so much. And then off the back of that, Again, it reshaped my business into what it is now. Um, you know, from then I'm very blessed. Again, I, you know, if you want, I can talk about the corporate like foundation of my mm. business. Um, but they kind of have grown with me. So the more I've learned, the more it's almost piqued their interest to keep the relationship going. There's one company, a tech company I've worked with now. This will be our fifth year working together. And, you know, even next week we have a brand new workshop that we're doing together. Like there's just constantly new and different things. And I think that's really unique. Um, and the mm. understanding is always to put the client first. Like it's not about me, it's about them. What are their needs? How are their employees feeling? What do they want to create? How can I help you? Like, what can I do for you? You know, it's not really about me. And I think sometimes that can get a bit lost potentially mm. in the industry. It's not about me, it's about you. I'm just here as a service. So let me provide the best service I can for you. And then, yeah, so, uh, you know, through the pandemic, I was just constantly listening to podcasts. I love to chat, as you can probably tell from this monologue. <laughs> and I and I wanted to I wanted to bring out my own podcast. I thought if it doesn't work out, what's, you know, doesn't matter, does it? Give it a go. Luckily, it's gone really well so far. Um, I'm really passionate, obviously, about mindset. I'm trained as a mindset coach, transformational coach. Um, I've got a diploma in neuroplasticity, trained in Vedic meditation. So everything essentially is kind of full circle around mindset. I know you girls are amazing. You're so passionate about it. I love yeah. your podcast. I love listening to <laughs> just your take on stuff as well is, is different, right? Like we all listen to things in a different way and I can really appreciate um a different view on a point. I think it's great. Um, and then off the back of the podcast, <laughs> I get, we were just talking about this before, weren't we, about how, you know, the pandemic has made us feel somewhat isolated. And I saw so many podcast hosts becoming really siloed and on their own and just showing up in the grind and having a podcast is not easy. You guys talk about this, <laughs> you know this. Week in, week out, you know, finding guest marketing your podcast, um, 
trying to keep up, create social content, all of the things. And I was sat with my friend one day and I was just like, I just, I don't want to see it anymore. I don't want to see people struggling who create amazing content. I want them to be showcased to brands. So we set up the Monday network. We called it Monday because it's the biggest day for self-development. It's kind of when everyone gives themselves a little kick again (laughs) and they're like, right, I'm getting back into it. They're all, um, we're going to host female focused value led podcasts. So essentially, you know, there's no fluff, no salacious material everything is about um building in self-development or tips or hacks or beautiful stories from amazing guests and then we want to take these incredible podcasts and showcase them to brands and brands that have this beautiful affiliation um with the podcast and obviously my background is in media doing that so is ems my business partner and so that's where we're at <laughs> i'm just gonna have a sip of tea <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah well, a little drink. No, it's such an incredible career journey, and I think you know there's a lot of people that listen to this podcast that are still trying to figure out their purpose and what they want to be doing with their career. And it's really nice to hear from your story where you've dived into lots of different areas, like such a long career in PR, then taking mm. the leap to you know what I actually want to pursue this little inkling I've got for yoga and see what happens there and then that mm-hmm. developed into coaching and then podcasting and then our podcast network and you can actually see how all these things have fed into each other and I think a lot of people yeah. feel lost in certain jobs they're like I I don't love this job it doesn't feel like my true passion and purpose but you actually learn every like every job you have leads up to you know where you're going to like you always learn stuff like you're not saying you didn't enjoy your career in PR mm-hmm. but all of that has led to you being amazing like you said at your the corporate side of your business and building that out and working with clients and having such a long relationship with them and what's going to feed into the Monday network and make that amazing as well is that same skill set of building those relationships with brands so it's really nice to hear your career story because it's so diverse and you've been brave and just dived into different things and not been scared to change and put yourself outside of boxes I think so many people put themselves in a box like no I do PR and that's it I can't be a yoga teacher. I can't be a coach. Mm. And so what what would your tips be for somebody else that's looking to pursue a career change? Like what were some of the mindset things that you had that made you be brave to follow your intuition and just, to, you know, take changes and do different things, you know, go to India, go to Hawaii, try all these different things and not sort of keep yourself in one sense of identity with your career? Mm, that's a really great question. Um, so one thing that always sticks out for me is you'd need to know your why. You need to know the reason for doing that and that you want to do that and then go full throttle with it. So for me, you know, I I would say I was slightly more reckless um, than I probably would be now back then. And maybe that fed into a great, uh, that was a great thing for me within my character at that time because it got me to where I am but I think it's really fundamental to kind of really have a grasp on your internal foundation right your internal functioning so are you coming at this change from a place of anxiety or excitement or you know are you looking to attach yourself onto this different thing because you think it's going to give you worth you have to be really balanced before you make these decisions so asking yourself why do I feel that I need the change? What will this change create for me? What is the life I want to lead? You know, setting yourself intentions. And I know there's a lot of conversation around um, like amazing techniques in goal setting, but you need to always ask yourself why you're doing that. Like even, even going into a goal setting exercise, why are you doing that? What is the purpose? What is the functionality of this? There's a really great 
part of metacognition that's called bias towards thinking and bias towards action right and so you want to be thinking to yourself you know I I have all these thoughts and and I'm constantly creating in my head but without the action it kind of is meaningless so we need to be able to really take a grasp on that you know what am I actually out there doing actioning and creating to evoke this change and to evoke these thoughts and then when I'm having these thoughts how am I feeling like, am I excited about this? Am I scared? Like all feelings are valid and welcome, by the way. Am I, you know, I, I don't know. Like you just have to really, really be able to understand the feeling and the thought around what you're wanting to achieve and the goal that you're setting for yourself. Without that, it's like muddied water, isn't it? We're not mm. going to really take the steps that we need to. We're going to take the steps we think we need to. And, you know, I as well blocked out all opinion, <laughs> which, you know, I had a lot of opinion uh, thrown at me, especially when I was leaving my job. Uh, you know, I'd done very well for my age. Again, I was on a very good salary and leaving it to go and pursue something perhaps that's not quite as lucrative. But for me, I knew it would be in the end. You know, it wasn't really about that. I mean, now my salary is, you know, four times what it was in my corporate job but that's years down the line as well let's you know I don't want people mm. to compare that mm. to the beginning in the beginning it was pure hustle mm. it was offering it was offering for free it was working with brands I wanted to and so kind of really getting the internal foundation right is my key is my key piece of advice I guess for anyone looking to change yeah, I love that. It's such amazing advice. We always, always say it's so important to connect to the why because if not, you really do just get lost in why you even dedicate yourself to those daily tasks that like you need to connect to the why. Yeah. yeah. I love hearing about your journey. I really do. I would love to know quite a lot more about your obstacles that you may have come up against, especially how you said you had a hip injury and then you had to change from your yoga, yoga career into your mindset coaching. How was that transitional stage? Did you come up with any fear and doubt, any imposter syndrome? I know a lot of our listeners like Grace said, they're looking to change their career path. Maybe they're stuck in a job that they don't enjoy. Was there anything you come up against where you had to really sit with yourself and think, like, how am I going to get through this? What do I need to do to get my mindset in the right way? Like, is there anything you came up against in that situation? Mm -hmm. You girls ask really good questions. <laughs> yeah, I mean, every, everything, essentially. My whole identity was taken away from me. Um, so I built my brand and I guess my social media and I guess what I was known as was Kirsty Yoga, right? Kirsty, the yoga teacher. You know, I'd worked with great brands like Clinique, Isle of Paradise, um, Sony, you know, all, all of these amazing, amazing different companies. And now what's going to happen? I'm going to go to them and say, oh, by the way, I can't do that anymore. So the one thing that I would say was the merge between the two is that I trained in Vedic meditation. Um, and so I was doing that alongside the yoga. So that was something that I could still keep going with. And actually, that was more rewarding for clients anyway, because thinking about the people who I worked with, a lot of them have a really high cognitive workload. Um, they're quite siloed. They potentially don't have the confidence to walk into a studio and go to a meditation session on their own. However, in the comfort of, you know, I guess it transitioned then, didn't it, into the pandemic. So in the comfort of their own home and online where they can be private within that meditation, um, it flourished. So I'd, I'd already been training 
as a in mindset work anyway during this time because I do believe that once you're qualified are you ever qualified mm-hmm. the world is always changing you know we always <laughs> need to be in trainings like I don't understand people who just do one and that's it but anyway um so you know I'd always kind of kept up with different ways of of portraying my message and trying to help people essentially that was at the core that I just want to make people feel better I just want them to feel okay like I want them to know that they can create this feeling for themselves and it's for free and it's within everybody it's not elitist it's not for this type of person or you have to be good at this actually it's nothing to do with that so that was the stigma that I was trying to take away and it was really well received um so there was a lot of mindset stuff that come up for me, but my thoughts on imposter syndrome are quite controversial <laughs> in that I don't really fully believe in it because yeah, I know. Oh, no, no, I like <laughs> I it. I can hear your listener like <laughs> clicking off now. Yep. See you later. <laughs> I no, I do, I do. I do. And I don't. So my theory is that when you are new at something and you're a beginner, right, it's going to be difficult, isn't it? You don't know what to expect. You don't know what's coming up for you. I totally, totally get that. I totally understand that. If you're comparing yourself to someone seven years into their business and getting imposter syndrome because of that, well, that's a different thing. It's a comparison trap, isn't it? If you compare yourself to someone like to like, and you're both beginners going into that field on the exact same day at the exact same time, would you feel like an imposter? no right (laughs) so right so that's what I try to say when I work with people that we've all been there we've all everyone's been a beginner like we were even talking about the podcast and like learning how to make a podcast (laughs) right I was like instead of getting stressed and comparing myself to someone who's like top 10 in the charts every week who's got a whole team behind them I there's just me and my sound guy <laughs> and like that's okay and we're gonna make it work and we're gonna give it our best shot so for me I didn't ever feel imposter syndrome because I believed in my message and I knew that it was doing good and I knew that it was gonna make a difference I love that um it's an interesting point of view on the imposter syndrome um yeah. but I look as well like you can just really hear how much your why was really important for you and I think when you connect to a deeper why that you know fills out into all these different parts of your career it does help you just get through those moments of doubt or oh this is actually really hard and in the early stages where you mm-hmm. had left your big salary in the corporate world to then be hustling making it as a yoga teacher initially and you building your career up that way you, you're taking such a like a step down in terms of how much financial you um mm-hmm how much money you've got coming in and things like that. And your why is what's going to keep you like pushing through. Cause most people like they wouldn't bother to do that. They'd be like, no, why, why would I leave the comfort of my comfort zone where I am now? It's safe. I know what it is, but if you've got that strong why, that's what helps to push you out of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's really clear that you've had that strong why through everything that you're doing and what's like continually leading you on to do more and more things like as you're expanding with your podcast and the Monday network and everything. Mm-hmm. But just to talk some more about your, coaching works like obviously everyone is a like a coach for a different reason they provide like a certain sort of niche and yours is that you help people navigate the messy middle which I've never really Mm -hmm. heard any coach saying like I follow a lot of coaches on Instagram and things Mm -hmm. like that like and consume their content so I'd love to hear more about like what it is that you specialize in and with your clients and how you help them 
Yeah, of course. So <laughs> it was actually me and my best friend who came up with this because I was like, what is it that I do? Because <laughs> like you say, you sort of need to create and curate your own identity, don't you? Because there are so many coaches and unfortunately being a mindset coach really isn't enough to kind of grasp people's attention. So she just spoke to me and we sat down one day and it was like, it's it's a crossroads, right? It's helping people in this part. Are you wanting to transition from full-time work into creating your own business? Are you wanting to um, evolve your business from this to that? You know, what is it exactly that you're wanting to do? Are you wanting to look on a personal level? You know, you've may- maybe come out of a relationship, like how can I guide you? I'm working with a client at the moment who is so senior in a in a bank I won't I can't I won't say who it is but it's like and she and she's leaving everything to move away and to create her new life in Yorkshire and (laughs) you know it's it's those moments right it's that it's that that I'm helping people with because of metacognition meditation neuroplasticity mindset transformational coaching in itself is so so powerful the modules and the things that you learn are just like mind-blowing like there's one part of it which is all about presence which is what really I I use it a lot as a coach and I'm a very reflective coach so I think people like that style of coaching because it's not forceful it's not constant constant questions in fact there's some sessions where I might ask you one question and the rest is reflection because you are intuitive and you already know it but Mm -hmm. we sometimes need that extra guidance right so I've kind of been able to work with people in this amazing way. I've developed a corporate program, uh, which is a six-week transformational um, coaching program, which I've now done like globally with different companies from the comfort of like my own home again, which like blows my mind still, like how we do this. But I'm like, I'm ready for the travel guys. Like I'm happy to come to California. <laughs> I'll do it live for you. It's fine. Um, and then I've also had my, an eight week course that I brought out last year called The Clear Way, which is all about kind of creating that clarity and that confidence to live your life on purpose. Um yeah, which is coming back out again, like in a, in a month. But again, like it was really finding what people need and what they can use in any situation and giving them the tools to then go forth and create and be bold and be brave and, and find your path because we all deserve to find our path. Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. Amazing. It sounds like you really are kind of living in your purpose from like what I can hear. Like it sounds like you do such beautiful work. Do you feel like how your career has developed on to where you are now with your mindset and bringing out the Monday network? Do you feel like you're living in your purpose and living in alignment? Because I feel like that's the kind of vibe you really get. Yeah. Oh, you go. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, (laughs) I could just chat to you all day. Um, I do. No, no, no. I definitely do. And I'm super grateful every day. I'm very ambitious. So I, it's it's almost a blessing and a curse sometimes because when I reflect, so I did like my end of year reflection and I was getting all my clients to do this. And I looked and I'm like, fucking hell, like you've done loads. But for me, it's not enough. Like there's more I could do, right? There's more people I could be talking to or more things. And actually, like, I'm trying to, this year, strike the balance between, I'm very, very ambitious. So Monday Network is our main focus, actually, really, because the rest of my business, I'm very, again, I'm years down the line, is very, Mm. like, everything's kind of mapped out for the year already with corporate clients that I work with. You know, we plan a year in advance. So I have that flexibility and that freedom to be able to create other things. And so I was like, 
I want to help other people in a way. I want to help like these podcast hosts. I want to help brands. Brands want to reach out to podcasts. They don't know how to do it really. And it's a really new world, isn't it? And it's something that we can really create like amazing, amazing mm. things for listeners, amazing experiences. And so that's that's the goal. Yeah, but it's uh, it's like a double-edged sword, isn't it? You know? <laughs> <laughs> no, I love it. I love your ambition because I love that mm. you just keep doing all these new things. And I just think Monday Network, I think you do so many amazing things, but obviously that, like you said, that's your new focus for this year. Yeah. And we're yeah. so excited to be part of it as well. But I just think it's the yeah. most amazing idea. Like it's exactly what the podcast like the UK podcast scene needs like bringing people yeah. together collaborating and just because all the all podcasts they've all got their own little communities of like really you know loyal listeners that are very invested and they show up every week to listen to the host and have like a connection with them and it's so amazing that we're going to be able to like bring all of that together and across different podcast communities so I, I just think it's the most incredible idea I'm so excited just interrupting the episode for a little break to hear from our sponsor, BetterHelp. They are a professional secure online counseling service. So wherever you are in the world right now, all you need is an internet connection and you can be speaking with a highly qualified licensed therapist through BetterHelp's secure online therapy service. So if you have been wanting to seek out therapy, but you're unsure where to go, you don't know if you want to see someone in person, this is all done online and they can set you up with a therapist in just two days. So you'll basically go onto the website, fill in a questionnaire and let them know what you feel like you need the support for. And then they will source the right therapist for you. And if you are actually paired with a therapist and you think, I want something slightly different, or maybe they didn't quite understand your needs and you think, actually, I want to focus on something different. They will swap the therapist for you until you're happy. Yeah, no additional charge. And BetterHelp is extremely affordable, much more affordable than the traditional face-to-face therapy that maybe you've looked at prices before or even done before. BetterHelp's way more affordable, plus... They also give you an additional discount if you are in need of financial aid. So if you're in a specific situation at the minute, they do help bring the price down so that you can start living a happier life today because that is their mission. But because you listen to the podcast and you are part of our community, you get a 10% discount on top of all of that on top of on your first month of therapy with BetterHelp. So all you need to do to get this discount, go to betterhelp.com forward slash finding your feet. That's betterhelp.com forward slash finding your feet. The link's in the show notes. Click through there. Discount is automatically applied to your account. And you can start your therapy journey, like we said, in just two days of signing up. But that is all for now. Let's get back into the chat with Kirsty. Your sense of ambition, where do you think that has come from? Like, was it some? I know you've got a really close relationship with your mum. Like, was it something that you got from her? Or is it just always been within you? Or was it something from childhood? Or yeah I mean I've all it's it's like innate really Mm. so I've all I mean my whole family is a is a we are like hard working so my mum and dad were both in the police my dad's retired now my mum retires in March shout out (laughs) mum and she'll be listening (laughs) and yeah like from I guess from then I've always you know I even started working when I was about 12 like just like babysitting and doing those things then worked you know I remember I was 15 I worked my whole summer um literally every single day didn't have a day off worked in a little like clothes shop in Scarborough shout out (laughs) and I thought I was like the shit right I was like it was like a 
oh, I mean, was it a designer shop? Maybe ish kind of for there, but it it wasn't. And I was just like prancing around in all these clothes. Like, I went to college. Like, who did I think I was? Um, but it it kind of came from then. And I moved to London, and I was like, wow. Like, if you want to get somewhere, you've got to like work hard. And I really worked hard. I mean, I worked hard, played hard. I must say, mm. uh, working in me junior twenties is wild, but. It was great fun. <laughs> I could not sustain that now. No way. Um, but it, yeah, I think I've always had it. And I've always known that, you know, we we have so much opportunity in life if we want to take it and if we, if we look to see it, right? So we have opportunity to create every day. And I think the world is different now. So, you know, back then there wasn't social media. Really. Well, there wasn't Instagram. Oh my God, I'm so old. <laughs> <laughs> Am I your oldest guest potentially? Um, But there wasn't like Instagram then. So, you know, my life was, it was kind of very different. Like you could cut, there felt like a lot more freedom in a sense where you could just do whatever. And there wasn't someone recording a video of you drunk, basically, you know, you could kind of do what you wanted to do. Whereas now, you know, it's wonderful. And I think if you've got a healthy relationship with social media, it's one of the best tools that you can use for your business and for yourself and your personal brand. Um, But again, you know, you've got to have that healthy relationship. Um, So I think you can easily get addicted into it. And I used to sit on Instagram and say it's for work. And I'm doing, re- and it wasn't like, let's be honest, like absolutely wasn't. I was just sat scrolling and, you know, it's, then that can take you off your path. So I think to always be, always seek out the opportunity around you and go for that opportunity and really try to not be triggered by what other people are doing. Cause that will keep you on your path and that will keep your motivation going. Yeah. Yeah. Such great tips. I feel like everyone listening now will be like really fired up. Um, but we would love to talk a little bit more about meditation because meditation has yeah. played a massive role in both our lives and I would love to know how it's infiltrated into your life and also a little bit more about uh, Vedic meditation and why you mm. chose to learn in that and teach Vedic meditation. Yeah, so meditation, oh my God, it's amazing, isn't it? So again, I got really into meditation when I was in India. Um, and I was very much like, you think I'm chatty now? Like you should have met me 10 years ago. Like <laughs> absolute gobshite. Like, <laughs> just did not stop talking. So, you know, needed meditation, like needed the balance. And I just fell in love with it. Again, it was that feeling, wasn't it? It was that creation that opportunity to step back and be still and to really really think about everything that you're doing and and oh I just honestly I loved it I loved it so much and then I kind of seeked out amazing teachers so like Watkins I was really drawn to he's an amazing Vedic meditation teacher um he's a nomad just like super cool like this giant Californian dude I'm like I'm he's amazing and just yeah like I was drawn to the principles so it's the oldest style of meditation coming like directly like from the principles from the Veda. But what I like about it is that it's super simple. And I think meditation gets really complicated sometimes, right? It's very much um, you're led and there's kind of mantras or words or sounds or when it was in India, it was a lot of um, like humming sounds. There wasn't really much and you can feel this vibration. Uh, I teach it in different ways. Again, again Vedic is kind of you know a principle and then a meditation teacher takes that principle and puts their own spin on it right so every single time you go to a Vedic meditation session it will be totally different um but for me what I really enjoyed about it is that it gave me that clarity and that stillness and that I was focusing on one thing over and over again and it's really quite difficult 
So your mind wants to push against that. Your mind wants to be like, no, like I have all of these things to do and all of these conversation and all of these thoughts, but actually I want you to just have one thought right now and that's it. And so it took me ages to get it, <laughs> years. I'm not joking. It took me years to fully be able to practice Vedic meditation. Now I practice it every day, like every morning I meditate. I have to meditate in the morning. If I haven't, my partner's like, did you meditate today? <laughs> you are not nice to be around. <laughs> I can't process things. And I almost feel a bit hypocritical. Like if I'm talking to people about it, right. And I haven't done it. It's like, come on, like <laughs> at least you have to make the effort to do it. And, and it, it, it's amazing. I love it. I also practice transcendental meditation sometimes. Again, I haven't trained in that because it's a very very unique practice and I don't know how well and how easy I could teach that to a group um but I also quite like keeping some things for me you know that I haven't trained in right so like I haven't trained in breath work and I love breath work like rebirth in breath work I love but I will never train in it because I want it to be something for me that I go to you know that you've got in your toolkit for you and that's how I feel about transcendental so yeah, I think for anyone who's new to meditation, just showing up is the main thing, right? And show up for like one minute a day and then maybe increase it to like a minute and a half and just keep going. The consistency and the desire to want to do it is what will keep you going. Again, I think if you're forcing yourself to do it, just leave it for now. You know, we you're not going to enjoy it. You're not going to want to do it. But I think that surrendering sometimes, coming back to your why, looking at what your energy is, your mood, your reaction, how you feel. Do you need meditation in your life? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think with meditation, like you, you get like quite an instant relief in that you do feel calmer once you finished it. But I think most of the benefits you reap like much further down the line after having a consistent practice. So anyone like that's, because there'll be people listening now that maybe want to start meditation as one of their habits for the new year. And I think it's just so important to keep consistent with it and just start small because like it infiltrates into so many parts of your life meditation. Like it's not just, oh, you feel calmer and your mind's a bit slower. Like we were speaking on our last episode and just saying like, even your relationships improve because you're more present and you're like listening to the person more that makes them feel more seen because you're like there in the moment because that's what meditation does for you but how how else do you feel like that I know you just mentioned that you do breath work and we can talk some more about what your like tool toolkit is for Mm -hmm. self-care because everyone's got like a different one and it was interesting to hear what people's is but what is like medit apart I know you teach it but what has it done for you personally like how do you what are the benefits you see within your own life like how has it helped you with your career with self-belief like even things like that Mm. I mean at the crux of it is communication so I would say when I was younger I was quite hot-headed and would react instantly to anything um again that came from a very young energy I like I say I was hard working but when you're working hard you and you're pushed and you're pushed constantly you kind of have to be in that really strong energy right to deal with these clients to deal with a lot of internal pressure as well as external pressure um so I think communication is a really key factor for me with meditation in that it's taught me to just 
take time to step back to really analyze the thoughts and the processes behind the thoughts. So is your thought an instant reaction or are you looking at this person and it's triggering an attachment style or is there something coming up from you that's that you've suppressed, right? That can be traumatic, for example, that can sometimes come from the subconscious. You know, we, as, as you know, meditation is led from all, all different parts of the consciousness. But when we look at the subconscious, you know, we're looking at the part of the brain where we've pushed stuff back the things that can come up for you and it can be super super triggering so for me meditation helped me to process uh, my thoughts and then the reasoning behind my thoughts yeah Yeah. put that space between like Mm. you something happening and you responding to it and that's like if you can like master that skill in life like and keep it forever like it's it's like gold like if you can do that because how many times do we go about our days and things unexpected happen and you can literally lose so much of your energy like by reacting and and focusing on the wrong things rather than Mm -hmm. instead of reacting things responding choosing how you want to like be and how you want to show up that day Mm -hmm. like that's like one of the most amazing things about meditation so like if for someone like that literally wants to get started and maybe they're like oh I don't even know what Vedic meditation is I don't know what to do I know you were saying they'll just start like just try a minute a day but what are you have you got any like you know really practical tips for a beginner to start building that habit um maybe it's their 2022 resolution yeah yeah great resolution if that is yours um so I would just try tons of different styles first of all and really see what you like and not really think too much about it so like I have some on my Instagram for example um I do a little one at the end of every podcast as well it's like a mini medi Mm -hmm. I call it um again just to kind of get people like into it and kind of see what they like what they enjoy um there's also there's so many modern styles of meditation so I did an episode that's a moving meditation where it kind of guides you and I'll get you to stand up and sit down and like do all of these different things because it's quite somatic so it's getting into the body as well um but again like go on YouTube Gabby Bernstein has amazing meditations that you can listen to Light Watkins is a great meditation teacher there's so many different things and I would just kind of play around with that initially and like enjoy it you know like you might find a really cool teacher especially on YouTube when it like auto plays the next thing sometimes and you have never heard of that person before right so I would try all the different styles I would also ask yourself really honestly like how much time do you have for it because you can't put pressure on yourself to you know do a 15 minute meditation in the morning if you literally have like half an hour to get ready in the morning right or like you have children or you're Mm -hmm. doing a school run or there's all of these different things and I am privy to that and I'm blessed in a way that I don't have I have a lot of freedom in my life it is a core value that I have created though but I do have a lot of freedom so I'm very I understand that I come from that place so I think really honestly ask yourself you know what time of day is going to work best for you that you can really stick at and just and just say for the first week you know let's try to do like two days this week and then maybe we increase it to three days and just notice the feeling and how you feel afterwards how well you sleep for example how well you communicate your energy levels all of those elements and once you see that you'll become addicted to it but I think just trying like I say like a plethora of people find a style some people like silent meditation I don't actually I always like to have music Mm -hmm. um I find it just takes me and I don't 
say you have to sit in lotus pose either like I had hip surgery like I can't sit in lotus pose (laughs) at all so find like what's comfortable for you if lying down is better for you if sitting against a wall legs in the air like again like there's no rules really so just really creating a practice for you yeah amazing I think uh, sorry I was gonna say I'm really glad we um dived into that meditation because I honestly feel like anybody listening like you said if there's one tip you could take away for your new 20 2022 is meditation because it's just so so life-changing and I think once you kind of get that initial inspiration to start like listen to this conversation now to go and start it once you get those rewards and the feelings you just want to keep going um but I would love to know as well say if you were having a day and you felt slightly overwhelmed or maybe even if you wanted to create something new you wanted to manifest do you have like any kind of rituals so you said maybe about breath work is there anything you kind of like go through in the morning or the evening Um, we always love to know people's different little rituals I know I know you do (laughs) so in the morning um so also just don't ever put massive lights on like I see my neighbors and I'm like how are you waking up and just like this giant light is on and it's like so bright and it's just really not good for the brain so really soft lighting first of all when I wake up um, and meditate first of all before anything then I'll have like a big glass of water it sounds really boring (laughs) Um, and then I do kind of like I wouldn't call it yoga but I'd say like 10 minutes of like really good stretching um waking up the body um again because I had hip surgery I actually have to do that so that's kind of played into that anyway and I wake up and it's like any slight discomfort I might feel and I'm not in a lot of discomfort by the way but a slight bit of discomfort I might feel is gone after that. Um, then I walk my dog. She, I have a dog, so she gets me out really early. <laughs> but it's quite nice because I walk the dog and I put a podcast on. So yesterday was you guys. Um, but like I, I listen to that, you know, that that keeps me going. That's kind of really nice in the morning. Put a podcast on, walk the dog, get back. And then it's very much um everything's soft then so I might work out if I work out four times a week maybe um a couple of times in the morning a couple of times in the evening depending on how I feel so I'd always do a workout before I walk the dog again it kind of like gets you out stretches you out you feel good but when I get back everything is really relaxed still so I never have I know some people love to work and have the TV on for example I cannot like I can have music on and that's it and it's all that kind of really soft energy that I try to curate in my home. And I think that's super important. Even if you work in an office, you can control that to an extent. You can look at how your desk is set up, have fresh flowers. I used to have that all the time. Um, You know, maybe you can have like a little lamp on your desk or something. There's things that you can do that create that soft, that feminine energy. And then in the evening, because I work from home most of the time, I really needed to create a break between work and personal life. And so I'm very, very strict on when I finish my work in the evening, unless there's something pressing. And then from that, again, I'll take my dog out and it kind of like breaks the day up. So I've gone back out and it's almost like I'm coming home from my day. And from then in the evening, often it's breath work. So relaxing and releasing the energy that I've accumulated in the day because not every day goes well. (laughs) Sometimes you can have difficult encounters or, you know, you can pitch work to a new client. They say no, it can, you know, which is inevitable, obviously, but it it can really get you down some days. So again, breath work is totally releasing for me. And you can, you don't have to practice a whole rebirthing session, but 
you could even do like box breath, um, something super simple like that, um, you know, nose breathing, like all of these different elements to kind of really clear the energy. And that's what I like to do in the evening. Yeah, love that. Sounds like mm. very nice sort of ritual to start and end your day to just mm. keep you grounded. Yeah. And um, when you were saying like how you try and have that soft energy in your home, you can really see that by putting that into your environment, it comes out of you. It's like, we're talking to you now, you have such a soft energy and that's what you'll bring mm. to your coaching clients and things like that. And that's why people mm. will be drawn to work with you and obviously why you're an amazing meditation teacher because you've got that soft, calm energy. <laughs> um, but what you were saying there about freedom and how like that's a really important value mm. for you and you've sort of built your mm. life around that. Like I really resonate with that. Like I realized in the pandemic that freedom was something that was really important to me that I wanted to build in my life. So I quit my corporate job and was like, right, let's yeah. just do this podcast. Let's try different things. Let's see. So I'm like really in the stage now of like building up how I can live that life of what freedom means to me. Cause I think it means something very different to everyone. Like some people, tra- it means travel. That doesn't, it, that's not what it means to me. For me, it's like freedom over my time, like mm-hmm. of my schedule every day and things like that. And, you know, being in charge of my own like business and projects and stuff like that. But I think for like, for that, for me, that knowing that co- that core value of freedom as being something important to me really keeps me on the path of, what's fulfilling for me and it for like for me to not feel lost in life it's been like such a key pillar of something that was really important for me to realize and there'll be people listening now that maybe need to recognize and understand what their own life values are um so that they can build their life on that and have their own unique fulfilling life but when did you realize that freedom was important for you as a value and when did you start to like then make changes to build your life based on freedom because you can see now you've created your life that fully gives you all of that yeah it's a really good question and it was I guess like quite a difficult road to get here so some of it is from an old relationship that was very controlling that I didn't realize at the time um you know I was with this person for a lot of years and it wasn't until um the breakup and kind of the healing process that you realize how much that person had controlled my whole life and so from that I thought that's just literally never going to happen again so I really looked into what I wanted to create and what my core values were and how I was going to live a life in line with that. Um, A values exercise is so important to do because you can, you know, you can say, oh, these things are important to me. But again, it's like in that metacognition, like without the action towards it, right, the bias towards that action, then, then how are you actually putting that into your life? You really have to understand like the crux of the feeling that you want to create. Like, what is it? Why? Why is freedom important to me? What is it within freedom that I'm drawn to? What am I doing to get there? Now, I always say to every client, what can you do today to move the needle by 1%? Just 1% a day is all you need to do. And then look how far you'll be a year from now, right? These tiny, tiny steps are how we can get to there. So I knew it was super important to me. Um, It was difficult again to get there because I guess pre-pandemic, it was more difficult, which sounds ironic, doesn't it, right? We're locked in our (laughs) homes. But my whole business went online. 
So then instantly I can work from anywhere. Whereas before that I was going into a lot of offices, which I do miss. I must say I'd I'd quite like 50-50 rather than kind of 100% online. I really, really do miss that. But before it was 100% in offices. So again, like I had freedom to an extent, but not the extent I probably want to. And so yeah, kind of everything changed around that. And I'm super grateful for that. You know, I really do want, I pray this year that there's more of an ability to go back into the workplace because I do miss that. I miss the, the, you know, the coffee before or the chat afterwards or all of those little bits in between that seem to be kind of missing from life right now. Um, But I think it took a long way a long road to get to where I am and to really understand what I wanted from it. And I think that's, that's the main takeaway that you've really got to understand your core values. Yeah. Yeah. So true. I think as well, that comes back to the love of fate, which we keep talking about lately, like something like a controlling <laughs> relationship can help you find that that value is so important to you and help yeah. create freedom in your life. So interesting. Yeah. Um, and just before we move on to talking a little bit about Monday Network, I know we've kind of covered a little bit, but we want to know more because we're just so excited. To <laughs> you. But just before we do, we would love to know, even though you've given us so much amazing advice, what is maybe like the best piece of advice you've ever received on your journey or maybe the best piece of advice that you love to give to like your clients or on your podcast? Yeah. Well, apart from the 1% thing, which I really, really do believe in, this has been said a million times, but if it doesn't matter in five years, don't worry about it for more than five minutes. Mm -hmm. And I fully, fully live by that now because again, you know, I won't go into the details on here, but you know, I was in a very bad relationship and, um, I wish I'd just taken that advice then. God, it makes me emotional thinking about it. I really wish I'd listened then and, I, and I'd and i thought in that way then, but I didn't have the confidence. You know, you've been kind of been stripped of everything, right? I didn't have the confidence to think in that way. And so for me now talking to anybody or anyone listening, like, that is, those are words to live by. That was given to me by a therapist. Um, and, and, and I know so many people talk about it, but my therapist, she was amazing. And I just remember her saying that to me and I was like in the pit of despair. And I was like, oh, shut up. Like, that's not helpful. I was like, I can't stop thinking about everything. And then uh, reflecting on that, it's, in, it's incredible. Um, so yeah, and I think as well, just one more small thing is there's an amazing, amazing teacher called Carl Rogers, who is a coach and he teaches you all about presence and active listening. And I just want people to practice active listening because when you fully immerse yourself in someone else, like you two, they're like watching me and they're like (laughs) listening so intently right now. (laughs) Um, But oh my goodness, you'll find yourself in a world of conversation and knowledge that you least expected to be in. So for example, when I talk to my friends, I've really tried to never pick up my phone. I try to like really look at them intently, actively listening, and it really changes the game. Um, so just give it give it a go of being like, really like I, loads of eye contact and like <laughs> reflection, <laughs> make people really uncomfortable. <laughs> so that's my advice, yeah. I love that. Um, yeah, that active listening thing is so, such a good point because that's like one of the things we're really losing in our society right now because we have got our phones all the time. I think there's like a term for it. It's called like fubbing or something like that. And it's when you've got your phone out and you're talking to someone and like you're in a conversation and you keep getting your phone out and they're speaking to you and you're like going off on your phone. It's called like fubbing where you're like, mm. you're like, oh, really? Yeah. So I think it's, yeah, been like made up specifically for that act of <laughs> ignoring someone and going on your phone. But it, it does, it damages relationships. And, and yeah. no, I know not to like a really like, 
deep degree um but it you are going to get so much further in life if you are engaging with people and making them feel yeah. seen. Your relationships are going to be better. Your friends are going to value, feel more valued by you. You're going to build better work relationships with your colleagues. And you're going to, everything's going to be better if you can just sit there and like be with that person and listen to them. And so I, I think that's such an amazing tip and something that we're really losing inside, especially younger people where we're so distracted by our phones. Um, and I think that's a really important thing to always be mindful of because we, we, People don't do it enough. Like, honestly, when people get their phones out, when I'm talking to them, I'm like, stop. Like, because I really try not to do that to other people. And I'm like, it's so rude. But people just don't even realize. Um, But there's a whole world of benefit from active listening. Like, yeah. So, yeah, that was amazing. And I love the if the little quote about the five minutes or five years yeah yeah Um, (laughs) but so let's let's just finish off just speaking about Monday Network like we briefly touched on it but um kind of like oh because our listeners like they've been with us from the start and like they love they love being part of the journey like they were so excited when we built a studio and like when we get like yeah <laughs> they like they love they love watching like the evolution of the podcast and obviously mm-hmm. this is a really exciting thing we're so excited about it and it, there's going to be so many things that lead off from it this year so like what's the you know the listeners know exactly what's going on because they want to be part of it what oh. is like your sort of like elevator pitch of Monday Network like what and where do you see it going because we know why you started it you've said that yeah. but where do you see it going and I mean, you've really put me on the spot, haven't you? (laughs) (laughs) My elevator pitch. (laughs) No, so, yeah. So, again, we we wanted to create this uh, collective of amazing podcasts based all around... um, female growth um self-development value value-led podcasts essentially we've got we've looked at a breadth of podcasts um there has to be certain prerequisites to kind of be in the network like again like really savvy hosts really just like fun creative which you guys totally are you know you're very much like gen z nailed <laughs> like i'm like sometimes like don't understand the things <laughs> no 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 but you've got this really um unique portrayal of like what you talk about and I think it's really really strong it's really great again we've got a girl uh, uh, she's another coach actually but she's very much focuses on entrepreneurs and kind of like helps them get up things like that so she's very business focused so we've got her involved there's like different people who have different energies and so what we want to do is bring us all together as a collective you know you'll probably hear you guys on different podcasts from Monday Network and vice versa because it's all about collaboration and that's the main thing that we want people to take away way you know our dream is to have an in-person event this year COVID permitting please (laughs) where you know people would get to meet all the hosts from Monday Network you know they'd everyone will do like a little talk it kind of be again like networking events like bringing together like really savvy women like all of your listeners you know you guys my listeners bringing us together and having this really like amazing immersive day and that's kind of the energy we want to bring similarly the brands that we're speaking to are very well-being focused female focused high energy um again we look at how they advertise um are they inclusive are they diverse you know we want to make sure that the brands that we portray on the network again are are all of those things and so much more what are their core values what's their strategy um and so we're kind of seeking out brands that we believe are a good fit for our hosts as well similarly like we would never ask a host to work with a brand that doesn't fit for the listener or for them we're really really passionate about that you know 
it's driven obviously there is an exchange of money however that's not the driving force behind it the driving force is to bring together women and that's kind of why we wanted to do it and why it's been so well received like any brand we speak to is like it's amazing we've never done podcasts let us work out how we're gonna work with you (laughs) and we'll go forward so we're super excited about it I think that there's just so much to come. Um, and hopefully, you know, all your listeners will be on for the ride with us as well. You know, we're, we're learning as we're going along, like even to set up a channel on Apple is very, very difficult. (laughs) So, you know, we're learning as we go along, but we, we will get there and it's really exciting. And I think that you're going to love, um, the collaborations that will be coming up. So, yeah. 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 I literally can't wait. I feel like so grateful that, um, you wanted us to join. We're going to learn and grow. Oh my God. <laughs> oh, you get, of course. No, when I first found you, I was doing a bit of research on podcasts um after I just launched and I found you and I was like, I just love them. You could just you've got a really nice tonality though. You know how some podcast hosts are amazing, but you can't listen to a full podcast because it's quite like I don't know, like too much. <laughs> I don't want to slag off a podcast because I love them, but you know what I mean. But yeah. with you guys, it's very um again it's a calm energy and I feel like that's what I need like if I'm commuting or I'm doing something I want to put a podcast in I want to feel just like with you guys that we're just having a conversation so it's really nice yeah yeah we're so excited we're so excited about um the in-person the potential in-person yeah. events if everything yeah. with COVID's fine because that's something like our listeners have always asked us for so we do like online yeah. events with them but they want in person we've been like because of COVID we've not really been able to do it but also I think like it's just going to be so amazing to bring together like as a collaborative event with loads of other podcasters as well and mm. just because yeah we've had two years of like being inside and like same with like the people that listen to podcasts like they would love to go to events like that and meet other people that listen like you're going to be best friends with them because you have the exact same interest you're on the exact same vibe you're going to meet your besties there so yeah I'm so excited for that and everything and Yes, it was an amazing elevator pitch. Yeah, well. <laughs> Did I do it. okay? Okay. Uh, but yeah, oh, all, no. all the listeners listening now, make sure you go and like follow Monday Network on Instagram. We'll link it in the yes. show notes. And, like, oh, thank get you. Because um, yeah, they they're gonna they're gonna get to reap all the benefits of it as well. So yeah. absolutely, it's listener first. That's the thing. It's all listener first. So hopefully, everything we create will be a reflection of that. So, yeah. yeah yeah thank you so much for joining us today oh, i had a, such a like huge smile oh. for this whole interview like, oh, <laughs> thank amazing. you for having me feel honored honestly i love your podcast you're doing great work so thank oh, you thank you yeah it's been great to chat you've got such an inspiring story and mm. you will have really opened a lot of people's minds today so thank oh my you. goodness stop no stop <laughs> thank you um but where can everybody find you like um yeah instagram everything how can they get involved with you so like instagram's the place isn't it let's be honest <laughs> so i'm just i'm just at kirsty rayner um and then my podcast is linked there the monday network's all linked there kind of in my bio which is super easy but come and say hi um i give out like tons of free content as well kind of through my mailing list and you'll be able to sign up you know just in my bio and stuff and i try to yeah just try to be this place of like calm and just knowing that like it's all right we've all been in the messy middle and we'll all get there together <laughs> so come on in <laughs> oh, I love it. 
Thank you so much. We will link your Instagram and everything in the show notes so everyone can follow you. Enjoy oh, your world. thank you. Thank so you so much, much for having me. It's been an honor. Take care. So, guys, I hope you enjoyed that conversation as much as we did. We love Kirsty, our fellow Northern gal. I feel like Northerners mm-hmm. just like, you know, just vibe as mm. well. You just like have a connection. Yeah, yeah. And she's obviously from Yorkshire and we're from Lancashire. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, love that. But hope you enjoyed it. Hope you got a lot of value out of this episode and make sure, you know, you go and follow Kirsty on Instagram. Uh we've left her links in the show notes. She's at Kirsty Rayner and she's also got an amazing podcast as well. We've actually been on the podcast. She's interviewed us on there. So go and check out the Mindset and Me podcast. Um, if you love ours show, you're going to love hers as well because it's mm. all about, like the title says, the mindset, um, self-development, everything. She gets incredible guests on there and she's got the most calming voice as you will have heard in this interview. Mm. She's so lovely. So go on there and have a listen to her show as well because she does little um, meditations at the end of every single episode. Mm. And you just like, every time I listen, I'm like, oh, I just feel like I've been to have a coaching session with her or something. Like yeah. I feel like she's giving me some good advice and then she's calmed me down with a little meditation. I'm like ready to rumble. So yeah, go check out her podcast as well. Yeah, definitely. And watch this space because we have some really exciting things coming with Kirsty with the yeah, Monday Network. it's not the last you'll hear of, of yeah. us and her. No, definitely not. We're like all coming together like a little team and it's so exciting. Um, yeah, so definitely go check her out and get in the mix. But that is all for now. Thank you so much for listening, everybody. And we will see you next Wednesday. Thank you.